welcome to the inaugural episode of Stream War Pros. Finally, we get a nice streaming show up here with the Pop Culture Pros Network. We're going to be the show that's going to segue you today to the Millennial Meltdown, so make sure you stay on for that. That comes on at 7.30. But right now, we have a lot more other important things to talk about, like my wonderful co-host, Gia Adair. Yeah. Woo! Hey, everybody. What is up, ladies? How are you doing today? How are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? Are so you David doing? is our tech guy. He definitely <laughs> got us all set up today. David, how are you? I'm doing well. Sorry for the little delay out there. I know we said six, but, you know, um, life but happens. <laughs> it was a crazy but day. Yeah. I do want to give a big shout out here to Gia, who created the Stream War Pros logo and all this. So we got it all set up thanks to her. Coming in clutch at the end. Literally at the end. Full disclosure. <laughs> it was very down to the wire. Um, but it's a work in progress. If you have any suggestions, let us know. As you get to know our personalities, we can infuse that into the logo as well. I know, right? Like, we're just going to have, like, rat. I, I Honestly, I just kind of love that we're like, this will kind of look cool. This will look cool. And she's like, this? And I'm like, how are you in my mind? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty wonderful. So I'm going to go ahead and explain to everybody what our little rundown of our show is. So basically... Each of us are going to go ahead and defend a network or a streaming service. And we're going to choose one show as to why it's going to be really good. And then based off why, you guys are going to pick along with us what network you should pay attention to for the month. Now, in general, we're going to be a show that comes in at the very big, we said ending of the month, right? Ending, it'll be the last Thursday of every month. But this month, because February is weird, and we were a little tardy. We're going to make an exception, but you will catch us again at the end of April. Why? Because we want to review everything that happened that month and what you should look forward to in the upcoming um, month. In addition to that, we may bring up other topics that relate to streaming services. So for today, the first topic that we're actually going to go over is the Emmy wins. Why is that significant to streaming? Because where Atlanta used to just be network TV and movies, now we're seeing a lot of streaming services with specific series that are winning, or in this case, sweeping the Emmys. Um, so, Gia, you, um, you're, you're one of our most invested award show people. I'm going to say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Well, well, this year has <laughs> definitely been a whirlwind. And I do want to say... At also, do, well, just a question to both of you and to anyone listening out there. Do you feel like the Emmy should have even happened this year because of everything last year or any award show? Hmm. I mean, that's a loaded question. I The mm. reason why I like the Emmys is because it's the only award show where the actors and actresses are kind of, it's a dinner, you know, like it's a dinner, it's dinner and <laughs> drinks and then people watching right. you do that. But with everything that happened last year, I think that. It's unfortunate because then all the winners of this year, everybody was like, yeah, we know why. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. we know why we yeah. picked, we know why the Watchmen won this year. Like, <laughs> Well, I think as far, as far as the Emmys are concerned, it was a much more like collaborative effort. And there was a lot more community built around these shows because of COVID. However, we think of other show, uh, of the other award shows coming up down the road, that might be a different story. And then again, this is specifically just TV. And of course, Shit's Creek swept. We knew that was going to happen. It swept last year too, and definitely well-deserved. 
Um, but there were other things that were like, hmm, very interesting. Um, I had to give a shout out to RuPaul's Drag Race. My roommate's coming into RuPaul and we only watched it because my one roommate, Haley, had a CBS All Access account, which is now, as we all know, is now Paramount Plus. Um, Jessica and David, would you guys want to talk about the history of how that kind of transitioned? Sure, David, you want to jump in? Oh, well, about the Emmy winners? No, just about I, how CBS regarding turned Regarding should Paramount. it have happened or not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. I like. I know that they were battling for a while because um, before, uh, what is it, Les Moonves was the one, the owner of CBS, and he didn't want to give uh, Viacom CBS. So that right. was like a huge battle, and then, you know, they kind of threw Les under the bus with all the uh, Me Too stuff. So then he had to go, and then, bam, that's where, you know, Viacom said, okay, come over here, CBS. So I love it because you get not just CBS content, but MTV content. Uh, I believe you have uh, Nickelodeon. And is it Comedy Central, too? Or VH1? It's you VH1. Know, and I'm, I'm loving Comedy it because of all the different, you know, old shoes they're bringing back. Yeah, which yeah. is great. It's definitely more of the niche, the nostalgic way of going about it. And I think as far as RuPaul... It was definitely going to win. I think it's just, a, it's such an amazing show and it's so uplifting for everybody. Um, like, but like, no matter like who, like who you are, how you identify, if you ever watched a drag show before, even if you haven't, I think that was perfect. Um, yes. And if yes. you ain't going to love yourself, how, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? else? And don't <laughs> F it up. It's, <laughs> it's the best. And Watchmen also swept, and that was definitely a streamer. I know nothing about Watchmen. You guys, please take it away. Were you okay, happy so about it? The, I loved it because, honestly, I got a little bit late into Watchmen only because I was, like, not sure about it. And the reason why it's definitely, like, um, a part of the, the streaming phenomenon is because it was, like, a weekly show that because of it it came out around the time that hbo max was getting released um right. and the reason why it's really interesting is because it touched base on one of the lesser known situations of the civil right movement mm -hmm. um which is tulsa oklahoma uh um and i'm just i'm pulling it up so i can make sure i say exactly what it is so basically it reviews what happens in tulsa Tulsa in Oklahoma back in the day where there was this thriving African-American community with businesses and all that stuff. And basically the KKK came in there and like mm -hmm. did all kinds of horrific things. And it sort of uses that as the jumping pace to create the Watchmen. Um, now it yes. was, it was a, a graphic novel and it was developed. So a lot of people had a hard time, like kind of separating the film from the TV series. Um, but what I really liked about it was just how a bit, here I am like losing my words what I really liked the most about it was how it was Regina King um, her yes, story yeah. the way it unfolds the way that it, Jeremy Irons was playing a role that came out of nowhere and I think it was it's well deserved yeah and plus she hosted SNL after that that was her debut at SNL times that was great too David what did you think of the Watchmen or so I've yet to see Watchmen so I have I've just heard good okay. things about it I'm really behind on Watchmen I did watch pretty much everything else, though, that was uh, besides RuPaul. I've never seen that show either. Okay. Uh, but you obviously, would be you know, a great... big winners were... You would be great. There's an episode where they have to drag up family members. or, or, or at the, it, it, It's either family members or it's people that would never do drag. So, like, one season they did the cast, the casting crew, right? Like, the crew members that do the show. Then one year they did, like, police officers and things like that. They should do, like, a... 
a streaming podcast live person. <laughs> you could be one of them. Spinoffs too, like oh crazy. They have a UK version. I and I know they have like the like the RuPaul All Stars as well. It's a whole. It's a it's a life. oil machine, and it's excellent. And for those who don't have cable, such as myself, having that CBS All Access and now Paramount Plus was definitely a huge win. And I know that I'm not sure if we're going to talk about the morning show now, Jess, or do you want to wait till later? Uh, we can wait till later, but I was going to okay. point that out that, like, you know, yeah. the show that, that you're actually here to, to to use as your platform is was a, was a winner as well. And where did you appreciate the yeah. one? It was supporting actor. Yes. Um. Wait. Hold on. Let me. Wait. No. Who? Who won? I thought Steve uh, didn't win. No, but Billy. Uh, Billy Curtis did. A supporting actor. Oh, for Coriel? Okay. I, yeah. You know what? I totally forgot that he won. He is <laughs> like the first show, guys. First show. I, 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 it's been, a, it's been a crazy week. He is the Cillian Murphy of TV. I thought he was excellent. I didn't think. Well, I'll tell you what, because he was also nominated with with Mark Duplass, and he was excellent too. But I'm happy that that Billy won it. Um, if you know the show. He plays this, um, like he's the, one of the heads of the network. He's like the, he's like the top, like the second guy in command, and he's trying to be the first, pretty much. And he's just trying to create chaos at this network, which is pretty much NBC. And you have to, you have to be sly, you have to be a little creepy, you have to be on your shit. And he had all of that plus. And I thought that was a very different kind of character compared to who else was nominated for supporting actor. So Better Call Saul, it's been around forever. I mean, of course, like those, that nomination is definitely like valid you got westworld you got handmaid's tale you have succession um but i'm happy that they went with more of an interesting in character than someone that you would expect so that was that was cool a good underdog do you no do you I think agree. morning show should have won more awards or were you okay Ooh. with just getting one yes yes yeah. i do yes i do i, I will <laughs> but here's the thing it, people had a lot of time to forget about it the the whole show came out november 1st 2019 and i and i was happy that it didn't like because that's just the way the timing worked like it did like make that timeline for the 2021 emmys but i i, I wish i don't know i wish it was more last year but it couldn't work out but but you see that's that's so interesting because then you have how last year Schmidt's Creed it was their last season, and mm. I was when when I saw their nominations I was like oh see Steve agrees with you yeah um, I know <laughs> what was weird what was weird to me is I was like oh I thought they already won Ooh. all this stuff why are they nominating uh, them again it, I'm like again. oh they're still in the time frame I, I so, know that happens a lot you have that overlap which gets a little bit annoying sometimes um because I mean like it had like the globes last year too and the I don't know it was kind of I I, I wish the good place had more love this year because that was like Ooh, man I I Such love a great the show place. right I know and and Maisel like nothing like it got like like the tech awards, but um, well, season three, but it, yeah, Maisel is my fav one of my favorite shows of all time, mm -hmm. honestly. But season three was like, eh, like I wasn't surprised that one didn't get pushed that much. Do you guys think that when a show like a good show was ending and mm -hmm. maybe they didn't get as much credit as they deserve, like season one through five, let's say, and then season six comes out and it's the final season, mm -hmm. that they kind of give them more of the awards than they probably shouldn't have won that year just because of the overall you know capacity of the show is it is it fair if that happens is that no, i'm saying do you guys think that happens more oh, like i feel it like it was great every but year. a lot of people didn't talk about it until a couple years ago or 
maybe last year. Well, because it, it was on a low note. Yeah, but right. I think it's number one. It's what you said because it's it, mm-hmm. everybody really got into it after um, the pandemic because it was one of those streamable mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, um, bingeable shows. Excuse me. The other issue is, is that it was on a network that doesn't really exist to cert- <laughs> like it's not right. a network that's here or like it is mm-hmm. here like i don't even it, like every time i come off like pop tv i think it was and i was like mm-hmm. what is that like i have no idea what i'm like is that in canada and i just don't right. know what it is. yeah no well, which which is wonderful in schitt's creek like for that particular show the fact that it did come from a lesser known network and it did blow up and people listened and they watched it and they recognized how good it was that's like that's what you would hope for in a show but i i am with you where it's like because it's the last season it's like okay you're blowing up a little bit too much but i'm happy you did it i get it so because yeah. the whole point of award shows is to document history and i feel like especially with the pandemic and how huge it got and how much it meant to people i was totally okay with it winning and, and the talent is is unmatched because like, with with cringe humor everyone loves cringe humor and it took a while for the office to get to get its traction, its traction too. So the fact that that it came just under the wire with Shit's Creek, I think, was what like millions of people were really happy to see. Because that is no. the comedy that people love these days. And I agree. I think that it. I think that you also see a type of character development that a lot of us tend to forget when we think about these dramatic shows that have done severely well, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like binging. So, for example, you're looking at things like certain things that i'm actually pretty surprised didn't get nominated like um lovecraft didn't get nominated and that actually did severe and it was actually a show that did really well but um i think that when you have a lot of heightened drama like handmaid's tale when it swept you know and and these certain shows that you forget about that type of character development that happens only in comedies where like yeah you have like this like this real emotion towards them and you feel so happy for them and that's only something you see in well-written comedies, such as this, yes. such as The Office. You know, even in Parks and Rec. You know, we're we're talking about oh, that yeah. kind of that kind of like style. But um, mm-hmm. so that's that's our Emmy rundown. And it's funny because when we yeah. first did the show notes, it was nominations, and we're like, yep, oh, gotta change it to winners. Nope. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> True, but I do I do have to say just just one quick thing. Dead to oh, Me boy. is one of the greatest shows. Like everyone watch it if you haven't yet. That's all I have to uh, say. Listen. I can't wait for that season to come up and. and <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Have you seen, have you seen yeah. Dead to Me, David? I have, and I actually so been okay. watching. I watched it when season two came out, so I just watched yeah. one through two, and I was just like, "Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this gonna happen now?" Yeah. <laughs> it was it's great. Awesome. All right, so the next thing we want to bring up is the. Well, one can I actually that- uh, stop you, ladies, before we uh, move of on? Of course. Just so you know, we can uh, talk to our audience here. Just yeah. gonna. Oh. We have an Chime in here, put some stuff. Yes, we do. That's so we got exciting. obviously, you know, the boss saying this is pretty exciting. Oh, look at him! Look at Thanks, him! Thanks, boss. This is how giving you compliments on the. On on what specifically, Steve? What did I do? Although he was logo. talking about the uh, yeah the logo, how you came up with it really quickly. Oh, <laughs> hey! I have, we have jobs, man. Yeah. <laughs> we have my other co-host from the Four Quarter Show saying for us to have a good show. Thank you. And he also, you know, is accusing you ladies of stealing me. Aww. In theory, in theory, <laughs> if we want to go back into the real genesis of everything, I don't care. But <laughs> no, I, I'm the first host of everything. No, I'm, I'm being a called a, a, a whore oh, over here, apparently. Uh, Ouch. You are, you are uh, kind of in a lot of 
is wearing. I know, right? I was hoping <laughs> someone would notice that. So my shirt is a Buffalo Bills lotion store. Sure. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was like the football team. Okay, I didn't know no, that it was the lotion. <laughs> body lotion. See, it puts they must the lotion have had on the some... skin. Wow. They must have had some tough times getting that that name approved without copyright issues. That's that's very impressive. That and I got it. Watchmen was dope. Yes, Ed. It told. It was dope. I listen. It was just really heavy. Yeah, Steve Empire. is like a whore in a good okay, way. Okay, so That's I'm cool. glad Carlos brought up Bling Empire. If you love rich, crazy yes! legends, watch Bling Empire. If you if you're into reality TV, which I'm not really, this is one of the most well done shows, and I'm not a binger. Really? And yes, yes, it is because it's they, fascinating. It's they own the Kardashians ten times over. Times. And, and Unbelievable. Wow. The the correct title is Crazy Rich Asians, not Crazy Asian Riches. I don't know. I, I always mess it up. <laughs> but, um, but no, yes, a hundred percent. Not only do they surpass us, the the Kardashians, and this is what's always interesting to me. So in theory, a lot of the Kardashians have that Iranian background, but they never because their father passed away. They they weren't very like involved in it. This is like Chinese New Year is is real deal to them. A first-year-old's birthday was like 10 times what I saw them do for Stormy. Like, guys get it. Well, it's 10 times bigger than a wedding. Like, even like yes. the most expensive American wedding was nothing. His 100th day being alive was it, celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> a 100-day party. I don't know. It's hard to top Kim Kardashian. No, I agree. No. No, and I love the Kardashians. Yeah. Like I, there's few, few reality shows that I watch and plus I'm not a binger either, but these, like this show surpassed both of those things for me. Un unbelievable. So thank I'm you for bringing it up, Carlos. Yes. yes. I'm a housewife. You got one person. more thing here from Carlos. Really for yeah. office is a crime. Well, he wasn't the original guy that played the part. So I think, I don't know. Did, um, what, what do you mean? In the British version, which is where the office oh. is from. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, but I and I don't. I oh, think he, that, he. That wouldn't matter, though. I think yeah, he still did a good job in, yeah. the, in the role yeah. where I think he should have gotten it. Well, I don't know. Maybe a lot but of people. I, I, I hear just you, are, know. you know what I mean? Like maybe because they're like, oh, but you're kind of playing off somebody that mm. exists. But I mean, that's just. That's it was just brand opinion. new. No, 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 no. I I totally hear you. I th I think the world wasn't ready for it at the time. We weren't ready for cringe-worthy yeah. television. That's why a lot of people got into it after. after it's hard yeah. to get past that first season without being like, y'all really playing this? Especially in today's cancel culture, like that never would have survived. Yeah. There's a really lot of like, things that wouldn't survive. I oh, know. 30 Rock 2, my best friend DeVito always brings it up. 30 Rock would never fly today. Something's oh in Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's, it's sad. And I, that's why I'm really excited for the millennial meltdown because I think that like, we're going to bring up some things. I'm like, see, y'all thought... That was important. No, this is I got. I gotta hop on that show. That sounds so fun. I know. I'm excited. So, all right. So, Wandavision. Um, yes. Oh, oh reality I'm too. sorry, guys. Love on the spectrum. Oh, yes. No, I haven't Ooh. seen that because it's. I. I. I'm gonna. I don't know if I can watch it. When it gets too emotional <laughs> yeah. like that, I'm like, oh no, I can't. It's. I know. I know. Can I recommend a reality show? Yes. 
Okay, so now, here's it. So this is Stream Wars. Does this also include social media? Because there is a woman, she's amazing, her name is Serena fucking Kerrigan, SFK, and she started her own Instagram dating show. It is huge. She's been really? featured on the stage show. She's got six figures last year. She is. Um, she was featured in Forbes. She's everywhere. And if you're interested in dating shows, like that, watch that. She's on season three right now. I think her finale is this week or next week. You got to. And it's on. Oh, and, and it's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. So it's called Let's Fucking Date. Look it up on Instagram oh. right now. Follow it right now. It's a season three. Is a, is a whole sports, like, <laughs> famous sports people. No, 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 that's worse people, regular people, but but it's done in like a bracket. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> and, and the audience yeah. helps her kind of pick and they, it, it, it's it's really, really funny. I think you guys should all right, check it out. All right, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. live dating on Instagram. All right. That's very so interesting. Yeah. Speaking of dating and living together and loving together, WandaVision. Yeah. Yay! Is that all the good see? I'm a segue Yes, queen. great segue. <laughs> All right, so the reason why we wanted to bring up WandaVision is because unlike a lot of the shows that are on streaming networks, they took it back old school, which as much as we were like, oh, I love this like weekly thing, I'm like, we just did this with another <laughs> show, like with The Mandalorian, I think it was, was weekly as well. And I'm like, no, nah, Disney do that. Um, but regardless, it was still something that brought everybody around the water cooler significantly because it's not going to have any other season. It is literally a limited series and it is done. So the other thing was is that it was weekly and then everybody's like, wait, there's no, that's right. There is no season two because this is just what is going to bring us into um, doc, the next Doctor Strange movie, which is going to be the, um, I'm forgetting the title, but. I want to say it's uh, um, multiverse of multiverse, madness. Multiverse of madness. So, yes. but the re I think the reason why everybody loved WandaVision because it does exactly what we're doing on the show. It brought back mm -hmm. nostalgia well, and slowly started to drip away at that, and then back into like the Marvel universe sort of way of storytelling. So, um, I agree. I love the homage to the old so I okay. Yeah. So really quick. So I would, when I was growing up, Nick and Knight was like kind of like the thing in the summer. And yes. right. Okay. So every day, like there was, I love Lucy Mondays. I dream of Jeannie Tuesday. Welcome back. Cotter Wednesdays. And yep. those shows, I would literally like wait for a specific day, like dream of Jeannie, for example, and I would just watch it. And I, to see the Dick Van Dyke show being played so well. Mm -hmm. And the fact that everybody's like, what? And I'm like, no, no, that's from Dick Van Dyke. Like only, yeah. only. Like a lot of people that are into Marvel, like not to say that they wouldn't, you know, you have to be of a certain age to remember, like, you know, how Mary Tyler Moore was in that show. And yeah. the fact that then they started to do like family ties and, yeah. and full house. It was, and it was every opening sequence. I'm and, like, all that, that. And, yeah. and all in the uh -huh. family. And all in the family. Oh my God, I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And I think that the biggest thing it did for streaming was that it showed that you know networks are here to spend the big bucks and cable is slowly going to dwindle because the big bad disney is definitely here showing you how it's going to get done with yeah. something like wandavision i have a so lot they, to say but David has to go first. i want to hear david i want to hear david. <laughs> yes david all you well know. no i think I, for, at first, I wasn't a big fan of it just because it leaves you like damn it but i was so used to you know binge watching you know but Man, it just keeps you on your toes, and I, I kind of enjoy that. I think that that way they're going to make more money, and they're going to keep you coming back. Mm -hmm. WandaVision was the perfect example. Of this. I know The Mandalorian did it as well, but I, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I still haven't finished The Mandalorian. I'm not too much on Star Wars, but I mean, who doesn't really like Marvel? Well, the so unpopular this was like a opinion. Good... Agree, but the unpopular You're opinion right. here is uh-huh. that um, what I kind of, and I've always said this, like, I like Star Wars, but I'm not a Star Wars fanatic. Mm-hmm. But I felt that The Mandalorian was kind of like the same episode over and over, just like in different ways. Until Rosario Dawson got there, and then I was like, ah, forget what I said. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I haven't watched season two of The Mandalorian at all. I need, to, I need a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. So how did you feel about WandaVision? Okay, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I, it's, it's the greatest thing. So, two, so comments on both of what you were saying. So as far as the first, like just the formatting of it, um, I think Disney Plus has proven, at least for me, thank God, it's validated the fact that that doing a weekly release is effective and maybe even a little more effective for those people with that fog in their brain or have a lot going on where like you want to have time to really marinate in the situation and, and, and what you're learning and and to have the hype and to have the community what's great about about having it with in conjunction with instagram and reddit is that you can have different theories it's marvel um now for me I am not the biggest Marvel person either. I admit I got really overwhelmed with a lot of the movies that were coming out when I was just working all the time and I didn't have time to see everything. But because of WandaVision, I am so into learning everything that I've missed. And I thought that was a perfect way to bring in like those people who kind of fell through the cracks, like myself. And the fact that it was, it, it was the nostalgia was perfect. The homage to the old shows was, was brilliant. The fact that it, it showed, it showed, like it showed Wanda like going through her grief. It was perfect for like coming out right before like, the the finale was right before National Women's Day. I thought that was like it worked out kind of well, even if it was intended or not. And I just loved learning about her. I thought it was great, and it was defending her the whole time. It wasn't her fault. She created this whole world, and because she loved growing up with with sitcoms and people just like you know David and Nardo and myself and all of you out there, you're like we're show and movie huge fans and that's what drives us through life and i thought that was great to really um like for all of us who who live our lives through these shows it was it was just a great way to kind of see you and the way that um and elizabeth olsen is just amazing and every role that she's ever played is made for you to fall in love with her and this just blew her up and i think the whole cast and crew deserves it and that's my piece no uh, listen your piece that's a big piece girl (laughs) no um, but I wanted to just piggyback off something you said. I agree. The people that fell through the cracks. So my, one of my favorite things about this show is because it brought now me and my stepdaughter are already severely close. Like I always, I always joke that like that's my, um, that's my best friend. Um, so with that being with that being said, um, this show she she's not a Marvel kid because she's like 10 and a girl and she's like no she likes drama and things that are on hallmark and and that's what she is you know she she, she loves pretty little wow <laughs> she a hallmark movie that girl will sit down will not move from the couch pretty little liar she'll sit down she won't move from the couch really but once but one division she was like what is this this is so cool like she mm-hmm. she did and she doesn't know any of these shows mm-hmm. she doesn't know any of them and I got to sit there and be like that's this show and this show and this show and she was like yeah yeah why don't we watch guardians and I was like yeah <laughs> like i'm playing that's a right good now. movie to start with too yeah because yeah. i know she, she also likes comedies so um basically what it did is that it really like bridged the gap for me and her and now she kind of is more invested in the marvel universe because she's like so what does this mean for wanda where does she go like what is this i'm like oh we gotta wait for a movie now 
that's mm-hmm. what we're waiting for. And literally the Fridays that she would hear, she would come and she's like, she would shower, come out in her comfortable preferred PJs and be like, okay, <laughs> let's watch WandaVision. Yeah. Like that, that, that was her thing. And I, and that, it was an I event. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. What did you guys think of the theme songs and, and just, and the, the music at the end and the end credits? I'll oh let you go, Nardo. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I was, you know, answering the family because they are here. Um, okay, so number one, the theme songs would crack me up because the first thing I would do is, like, try to pick where they're from, right? Like, what's going yeah. on? The ending, I thought it was really interesting that they held off on post-credit surprises until the facade of the sitcom came off. Because it was the way they said, we're leaving this because now we're really going to figure out what type of grief Wanda has Mm -hmm. so we can show it to you and I think it was also great on like how they meshed some shows together that I was like huh that's an interesting way to like kind of bring bring them together and I also like how her hair grew based on her thing Uh (laughs) uh-huh like and I think that that was also important because I was just like at the very end where usually uh, and we do see it at the very, very end because, you know, spoiler alert, we do get we get full-blown Scarlet Witch at the very end. But I love that she stayed, like, kind of, like, prim and proper until her breakdown and she had that messy hair mm-hmm. right up until she got into, you know, chaos magic. And she's like, no, this is what I'm supposed to look like. Yeah, I also, she was I also stuck like, in her modern family time. Yeah. Well, yeah, this, so this speaking of, this I know. Well, speaking of cringe humor, like we are talking about before, when we when it got to like like the the Malcolm in the Middle and the Modern Family type episodes, I, it made me hate them. Yeah, and why? I don't know. Like I I just I got so invested in in the Dick Van Dyke show and in like the Brady Bunch and up until and the eighties up until the nineties. When it got to the early two thousands, I was like, why do we like this stuff? Um, like it's great. <laughs> like no, because I love it. That that's exactly how I grew up. But I didn't like it as much as the other styles. That's just me. I, I appreciate it, but it's I, like not my favorite anymore. And I think it's because I, I like the I like when they did the Malcolm and Malcolm in the Middle. You know, yeah, little thing. Just because that's what I, I that's I remember watching it when I grew up. So I was like, oh man, right. that's I knew exactly what it was when I saw it. Yeah, and you but, know what's funny? Well, you know what's funny is that at first I'm like, is that even Stevens? And I'm like. Kind of, but I think it's, <laughs> I, think, I think it is, I think it is Malcolm in the middle. No, yeah. but to, to concur with you, Gia, I think that the reason why I was a little bit like meh is because I will say this by the time coming back to what this show is about modern family was a, was a network show that we haven't been able to binge yet. Like it's not a show that was mm-hmm. rediscovered like the office, right? Mm-hmm. You know, parks and rec, all these shows that were network shows right that had this rebirth with streaming services right and and modern family is yes on netflix but it's still happening so i think they just ended and now netflix is releasing like the last season and Mm -hmm. i think that it was it's one that hasn't been able to get its reintroduction to society in a, in a way that will like miss it. Like we haven't missed it yet. I guess, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's a beautiful point. Narno. I think you're totally right. I, I yeah. agree too with you. Yeah. Like I, I've seen a couple episodes that I'm like, Oh, I want to start binging this, but then I'm like, ah, uh, no, I'll start doing something else. And I because think it's the that, same thing with another show like Brooklyn nine, nine. I think that uh, show is great. I just about that. haven't been able to 
to binge watch that either because again it's still happening right yeah it was well do you feel well, well i guess that is the whole point of, of the binge because you want to get to the very end but i i'm fine with binging it and then and then waiting for it after this depends yeah. on your on your um on your instant gratification threshold i guess okay and I think, and that's a great topic that I would love to bring up with you guys, like in another episode, like I, I'm so down to do a topic of like things we love to play in the background and mm -hmm. things that we, we don't mind waiting for because of what you said, the theorism, like what I, <laughs> the, the, you're right. What I loved about WandaVision was that as soon as I was done watching an episode, Kevin Smith does this podcast called, um, Fat Man Beyond. It used to just be mm -hmm. about Batman, but now it's called Fat Man Beyond and him and Mark Bernardin would spend a full hour dissecting things and i'm like oh my god that's right so it would make me look look things up and i was just right. like man this is this is why i liked waiting for a weekly show and even um jader yeah. as much as i hate him uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. just kidding no jader, jader's <laughs> like, me and jader are like like legit brother and sister we're like we are like, <laughs> like um, malcolm in the middle um but we when we would watch game of thrones like we we had to get a house we had to like do the watch party thing. And I think WandaVision brought that back in a yeah. in a different way because we're in a pandemic. So it depended like who you're going to watch it with. But you could you had that community effort of what it was like to do like watch parties and things like that. That's what's, that's that was definitely important. I, that's awesome. That's I agree. True. Tim, hold on. You're, you're Tim says he's meeting Kevin Smith on Sunday. What? <gasps> yes. What? Wait, why? Are you, is he going to a show? Wait, no, he's not going to slow yeah. down. How, how are you meeting Kevin Smith yeah. on Sunday? Is, is, he, is he okay? Oh, no, he, I think he's going to go to Jersey for a pop-up shop, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to be I in think. Jersey this weekend. What? I think it's Jersey. Uh, I'm, I might be in Jersey this weekend, too. <laughs> are you serious? Why is everybody in Jersey? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I what? might end up up there. For unfortunate circumstances, but I might be up there this weekend, oh, too. No. Oh, no. I'm here thinking like, oh, well, he has, hey, a, has, a, has a little girlfriend, so he's like, I'm going to jersey. He's our favorite bachelor. You know what? We're going to do You Should Date David. That should be our dating show for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Wait, no, I, I got my quarantine and chill shirt, so. See? You no, hey! You're in theme. You're in theme. Awesome. All right. So, That's so now, we finally, now we're going to jump into it, okay? Now we're, we're, we're no longer friends. We've got to be enemies because okay. now it's officially time for the stream war. All right, so basically the way this is going to work, guys, is every time we get together for this show, each of us is going to come in um, sort of parading our streaming network, but based on one show that we watched, whether it was popular or not, and based on how well we can defend on why that show was good, should be the show that you give your $7.99 to for the month. So um, <laughs> again, if you don't like it, sorry, we don't give refunds or money back. Um, in addition yeah. to that, we want we want anybody who is participating or watching the show to go ahead and put in their vote of who they feel would be the best show. So if, for all six of, and that's me being nice, all six of our viewers, um, <laughs> you can go in and we'll title each one like one, two, three, and based on how many numbers we got, David, our wonderful tech guy, will be like, okay, this is the number that showed up the most based on <laughs> who, who defended what. Um, and so you guys know, we do watch these shows, so then you can really get into it. So um, I don't know if you guys want me to go first. I mean, sure. I, you, you want go me to go first? You know, go ahead. Y'all just letting me take the reins on this, right? You're just like, no, that's great. We're just going to be in the backseat enjoying everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so my network 
is going to be the original stream binge titan Netflix. And why is it going to be Netflix? Well, originally it was going to be because I said I was going to watch Bringington, but I couldn't get into it. So I skipped it. <laughs> Same. Same. Already starting off on the wrong foot. And I, Why are you defending no a show you can't get into on a network no. that you can't? Ah. But what I did is that I was like, man, I can't get into a show. What am I going to do? There is another show that I kind of wanted to like pilot because I think, especially now during Women's Month, uh, I wanted to talk about Firefly Lane. Now, talk about your major hallmarky sort of standpoint. I was not going to be sold on it from looking at it. I was like, I had a friend. Um, shout out to Carla. And she was like, it's a nice, you know, breezy show. Like, watch it. Like, it'll be, it's not very difficult. And like, Bringington, it was like, everybody was like, oh my God, it's so sexy. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood to see any of that. So um, I started to watch it. And it's basically what it is. It's a time jump show. And meaning that you start off with these two characters in the very beginning. And then those characters jump from the past, younger versions of themselves, to 20 year old versions of themselves which are the actual actresses which is Katherine heigl and sarah chalk um and then to like present moment them and the current situations they're going through so you're looking at three four five decades worth of friendship friendship <clears throat> friendship so with that being said the reason why i thought the show was great is because it brought up a lot of topics especially for women that is not really has been discussed in this sort of light especially on a show that you can watch in one soul soup so there's only one season 10 episodes it is a netflix show so this show it is short and it's about an hour long per episode and basically you have um katherine heigl who plays um i'm sorry um katherine heigl basically plays the sort of like new girl into town and her name is tuli Mitch is Tulusa or whatever her real name is. You rarely hear her name is Tully. And she comes in and she's like smoking cigarettes and her cool thigh high boots. And then there's nerdy Kate played by Sarah Chalk and she meets her and they kind of fall into friendships under unfortunate circumstances. And then she starts to show her the way, you know, like making her like wear mini skirts and smoke cigarettes in the bathroom. Right. This is like 1970s. And then they, it starts to follow them as, um, Katherine Heigl's character Tully decides to become a journalist. That's her big dream, you know, like to be a big journalist. And she follows her because that's going to be her producer. And then goes all the way to present time where Sarah Chalk's character Kate is dealing with a divorce. And Tully never had anybody she loved because she became super duper famous. She is basically um, Oprah if Oprah was like one of your girlfriends versus like Oprah. And that's who she plays on the show. She becomes this amazing famous journalist who interviews people. She even has one of her episodes. It's like a my favorite things sort of thing, like how Oprah would do that. And yeah. the, again, the reason why it's good is because it really does tackle those topics significantly for women and women in friendships that have been friends for a long time that, that you know, is, is very difficult from like love loss to like miscarriages to like, you know, how does a woman's relationship evolve without hindering their growth? And I do think that it, it brought it brought a lot of warm and fuzzies, little tear too, Aww. right? Just saying, you know, in, in my old age, I've gotten a little sensitive, but <laughs> but I think I think that's why everybody should give it a chance and to um, go ahead and keep it solidly loyal to Netflix. Um, mm. Heigl paid dearly for some of the things she said over a decade. Yes, she okay. 
Um, so what Steve is referring to is that back in the day when she was leaving uh, Grey's Anatomy and 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 she was like Catherine Heigl getting all these it girl roles, um, she definitely didn't was, did not become popular with the media, and I think the show is giving her that that way back in. And I don't think she ever said anything that was like that terrible, but she definitely was a little way more outspoken than than appreciative. Well, also um, the her supporting actors also weren't a big fan of her. No, she, she was kind became, of a diva on set because she became the it girl right when she was still in a show that was prolific of someone else being the it girl, which was supposed to be uh, Ellen Pompeo. Oh, <laughs> someone knocked uh, yeah. on the door. It's funny. See, I was just texting people like, "Open the door slightly so they don't see you." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while she's gone, so are are, are we able to you know? battle you and be like you know hey do not go watch that show why not because that means that you're just you're about you're you're forfeiting your your aspect of it so what was what was <laughs> no, your, no, no. What so, was your network of your show so well i want to chime in on your firefly lane i actually tried to watch this show and i kind of had a game of thrones effect where i started watching uh, it and the first like 10 15 minutes i fell asleep and I, I just, nothing really captivated me in those 10, 15 minutes where I was like, I was like yeah, I want to go back and watch it. But you did a good job of convincing me to give it another chance. I will give you that. However, I did fall asleep watching, trying to watch that show. So it's not, it's not a this show. It's a this show. Cleaning, folding, running, <laughs> It's one of those, definitely, it's not a show that I'm like, yeah, sit there and like watch it. I so don't watch, watch it before my... bedtime. No, and I would, you know what I would like? I would put it up, I would watch it, I would cook. I would put it up, full laundry. And again, whatever, you don't have to do household chores. That's just what I'm doing 98% <laughs> of my time. Um, but it's definitely a show that I'm like, you know what, this game, like, this is a good look into female relationships. And I think that that's what made it really fun. So, uh, David, do you want to jump yeah. in and start defending your your network, your show? So, I had a show that was on Netflix, too. However... I'm going to, you know, sidetrack from that because I, I, I want to be, you know, the devil's advocate here. So I'm going to go ahead and choose, you know, a streaming service that isn't. It's only about, what, like a week old right now. That is Paramount Plus. Oh, yes. Good choice. Yeah. And the show that I am going to pick is none other than what you can say was the first reality show ever. Oh, my God. What are you gonna Seven do? Strangers. One house. Stop! Oh! And it okay. is the okay. real world. And it is basically season one. I'm sure a lot of people saw New it. York, New York. Right? You had, mm -hmm. yep, New York. They brought all that cast back together. So they're staying in one house again. And right now they're on episode two. <gasps> and it, I mean, ah. it gives you all the feels, that nostalgia. You get to see all these guys after, I mean, how many years has it been now? Like 30 something years? Since the first season more, of the Real World, more. it has to have been more. So it I really like what Paramount Plus is Paramount Plus is doing with that. And like I said, if you you love the Real World back in the day, you'll like it now, and I'm, you won't regret it. I'm telling Dude, you, if they, you get a lot of those their, feels. Are they in the fifties? Are they in their fifties? I think they might be. I'll tell you right now. Wow! Oh my God, David, that's that's a that's a solid choice. I know. Yep. Well, I saw the commercial for the Rural, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's gonna be really interesting." 
I mean, I'm yeah. not, I was always I more of a road rules. I was always more a road rules person <laughs> at first, but that was because the the concept I liked at the time that I saw it. I was like living in a house, whatever, with strangers. That's kind of annoying, but like traveling <laughs> the world and doing challenges in, in a Winnebago, making money, sounded, making there money to me to me sounded more fun. Um, so Gia, you want to jump in? I can't wait to hear yours because I'm excited. Sure. Well, mine's like I okay. So the way I kind of went about it was I. I'm gearing up for the Oscars and I feel like Hulu is a great one to really go on because Nomadland is on Hulu now and that is huge Oscar buzz around it. So I thought I haven't seen it yet, but I know that it's definitely going to be beneficial for people gearing up for the Oscars and Ooh, okay. I'm trying to think what else. Um, but TBH, YouTube TV, YouTube TV, like, does anyone here like, subscribe to Hey, Jader, does anyone here respond? No, okay, so I actually got the free trial because I missed the Oprah and Meghan Markle Prince Harry interview and I wanted to watch it. So it's Not fine. you, Gia. What are you doing? Oh, okay. I was speaking yeah, off, Jader. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, am I, is it time over something? Um, no, no, no. No, no, you're right. So I would, I'm just going to say Hulu. And I always look to Hulu when I need some nostalgia. I watch it for How I Met Your Mother. I watch Full House. And I really needed that this month. Um, like, well, like from February into this month. And I thought that that was important. So exactly. Yeah, Hulu's got the gems. Hulu does have some gems. Okay, so, yeah. so now, based on our sort of arguments, arguments um, and I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a landslide, who do we think is going to win this Stream more. I was David. I think I David. David, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ladies are just being nice here? No, no. I was like, oh. son of a bee. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> like here he is trying to defend Catherine Heigl, and you're like, yeah. By the way, so like real world, and I'm like, son of a bitch. It's a real world homecoming. Come on now, homecoming yeah, New I'm York. Like, hey, yep. Yeah, New you're upset. Yeah, no, yeah. I think everybody. Everybody should just jump on that that Paramount Plus and watch that and, and enjoy, especially yeah. that it's bringing back New York, mm -hmm. and and like man, that was like that was prolific at the time. Like, and we were kids growing up. That's why when people are like talking all about this cancel and problematic episode and this and that, I'm like, guys, we used to watch a show where like literally the most opposite people lived together mm -hmm. and like survived. Yep. So, like, yeah, and it's that? honestly where you would see like you would see like racism and like. Mm -hmm. You know, your homosexuals and things like that. Like, that was the first interaction as a kid that you Dude, would see. Like, at least the, myself. The slap heard around the world. Do we all remember Real World Se Seattle? Where the girl with Lyme Which disease one's... got smacked. No. Oh, you're Cause right. Because he, he called her gay and it turned out that he was. Yes. Oh, wow. See, <laughs> this, this is history. Because that, that's just pure sociology. Yeah. Where, and people love that. And that's great. 100 yeah. all right and so steve, like, steve no i i picked hulu because of nomadland to get ready for the oscars yeah but i i and you know what hulu is a gem but you know what i think that paramount plus is going to be our winner for this month i yep. think everybody should just give paramount plus it's it's time it was our our little known network so we'll discuss a little bit more when we get to that so the winner of this stream war is definitely paramount plus and it's funny because paramount plus is um part of our Big stream, little stream. Yes. So what is big stream, little stream? So big stream are the big streaming networks that we think you should pay attention to in addition to whoever won the stream more. And our little stream may be the little known network. In this case, 
it's gonna be Paramount Plus. So why is Paramount Plus our little stream? Because as we said before, it was a transition. It wasn't. It was a network that existed. They kind of got a facelift or an art or an art argument in Gia's argument. It got uh, beat, right? That's a drag <laughs> term, right? He beat the face, so he looked like he's different now. Um, and then our big stream network is definitely gonna be HBO Max. Um, yeah, HBO okay. Max is listen. A lot of people. I think, unfortunately for it, it did not get a lot of Emmy nods for certain shows like um, I Will Destroy You, which mm -hmm. was amazing if you guys haven't watched it. Um, but our big stream network is definitely HBO Max. Our little stream is going to be Paramount Plus, And those are um, ones that you're excited for. Do we know anything that's coming up this next month on HBO Max? Does anybody know? Because I mean, there's a big uh, movie next week that's going to be four hours long. Actually, I think it's a week from today. That's a movie. That's an epic. <laughs> It's it's gonna be trash, is what it's gonna be. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? it is I, the uh, Justice League Snyder cut finally comes oh out next God. week after all the anticipation, him redoing this movie a million times, and it's gonna be four hours. And next week, yeah, I mean, uh, you can probably do chores. You can you know get a whole workout <laughs> in. And look, well, look, he has, here saying he hasn't signed up, but he's waiting on the Snyder cut. There you go. What are they gonna do? The Perfect. black and white one. Or are they gonna do like the, the which one are they doing? <laughs> what what do you mean? There's a black there's a black and white version of it. No, I think it's him just literally redoing the entire movie and making it yeah. in his view since he didn't get to finish it. But I agree with Jada here. You know, it's a good uh, <laughs> nice vomit. Yeah. Yep. Jada and Gil, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about all that. But I will say, and right now, actually, on HBO Max, there are, I think the reason why everybody should pay attention is because it is one of those that does um, uh, theatrical releases along with their shows. Um, what is it? Judas and the Black Messiah was yeah. phenomenal. And that came out this past month. Um, but I'm trying to pull up here for, for April because already as it is our little stream, like you should just watch it for nothing that's new, but everything that's old, right? Like I think even I Love Lucy is on Paramount Plus. Um, but definitely it's HBO Max has also had like, if I will talk about a past show that I think was great, um, Flight Attendant. Okay. Have a, watch it, all of you. I gotta watch it's it. A, okay. It's a mystery show. You'll like it. It's okay. a mystery show. I'm so high for Kong, yeah, Kong versus Zilla, right? Kong versus Zilla and Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. That will get into. That I think we'll get into at the end of the month. No, when we're talking about April. Yeah, yeah. it's coming in at the end of the month. Um, viewing party. We're gonna have one, whether Jader likes it or not, because me and his girlfriend already discussed it. Uh, <laughs> is Gio? Wall wearing a hat. <laughs> yes, it is. It is my ragtime gals tonight's show starring Jimmy Fallon Hatch. <laughs> I freaking love that. All right, guys. So um, that's gonna pretty much wrap up our show. We're keeping this one short and sweet, as how we, as as how most bingeable shows tend to be. Right? Some of them are short and sweet. Some of them are long and draggy. But for our inaugural show, we definitely wanted to do something that was quick, kind of give you a feel. We love feedback. Right. Um, we definitely want to find any type of thing that you guys want to throw in that you think would be cool if you want to nominate shows and tell us, hey, one of you guys should watch this so you can defend it. Um, as we know, just to recap, 
the network you're gonna pay the network that won was paramount plus because of the new old real world um <laughs> the network you should pay attention to coming up is also paramount plus and hbo max so when we come back hopefully we'll have something from one of those networks and we'll be defending other ones to kind of get into this um war a little bit more heavy so um for tonight right i have been nardo and i just want to thank you all for joining us please stay on watching uh pop culture pros for the millennial meltdown that's coming up at 7 30. uh gentlemen and lady please sign yourself off okay, bye guys okay. well, <laughs> <David's> like, bye. <laughs> bye guys have a good bye. evening have a good one guys